Plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award-winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian Kennedy and Jeremy Dixon, recorded at our studio in the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. Now, before we let you know what we want to talk about on this latest edition, I want to give a couple of shout outs to a couple of our uh, current show sponsors. The first one is uh, we want to promote a book called Safe, which is a new book which tells the true story of Priscilla and Amy Granger's escape from domestic violence and their subsequent work to prevent others from suffering. Reviews from readers to date have uh, called it sensational, compelling and filled with heart. Now you can buy your uh, copy of this important and inspirational book today at safe-thebook.ie That's safe-thebook.ie It's available in paperback and ebook formats for just $14.99 the book is called Safe, and it's available from safe-thebook.ie. And we also want to give you a shout-out to another one of our uh, show sponsors. Yes, if you are in the uh, the position of wanting to find a new job, or that's on your, your radar at the moment, why not download the app Recruit.ie? It's available in the App Store right now on your phone, and your dream job could be just one tap away. Recruit.ie is the brand-new app that has made it more well, easier than ever before to find your dream job. Browse hundreds of jobs from Ireland's leading employers and apply in one tap. And by the way, it's not only you can't only apply for jobs on the app. You can also get access, Adrian, to virtual recruitment fairs, uh, free career advice, so much more. It's possibly the most important app you will download today, Recruit.ie. And and we would like to thank Recruit.ie and Safe the Book for being current sponsors of the Opinions Matter podcast. So what do we want to talk about on this latest edition? A message commit to us over the weekend, and it's very blunt and to the point. I know yous probably won't cover this because it doesn't suit your agenda, but shame on you if you don't, because you need to stick up for your own people. That's how the message started. I'm a mother of two young girls and I live in Finglas, and I can tell you this. I am terrified to leave the house over this refugee thing. These unvetted men all here are keeping us prisoners in our own home. I won't even let my daughters walk home from school anymore. Everyone in Finglas is terrified and living in fear and the media won't talk about it. Women are being attacked and I heard the other day that a woman in my estate was nearly abducted by a foreigner. Are we not, uh, sorry, are we right to be afraid? There's abductions and assaults taking place every day out here and we aren't uh, going to let it go on. I won't be a prisoner in my my own home. Be real men and talk about this. Now, um, the reference is to, uh, there's been a a lot of stuff happening in the Finglas area over the last couple of days. One, for example, um, and this is uh, as reported by the Sunday World, um, Gardaí launch investigation after alleged sex assault on young woman on Finglas Street. 
Okay, uh, It is understood that the woman had been dropped off near her home when she was allegedly attacked. Gardaí have launched an investigation. Uh, the incident happened at Capa Road in Finglas on uh, the early hours of Friday morning. So that's one alleged uh, sexual assault. Now, as Adrian says, the word is alleged, which means unconfirmed, not proven. All right, that's why he's using the word alleged. And I had this and argument. That's, that's the word the guards use in yeah, their that's statement. The word, well. That's the word you have to use by law. And I had this argument with some Egypt on Facebook yesterday he was saying no it did happen it did happen the rape did. I was like you cannot say that in other words everything until it's proven in a court of law is alleged okay so um, the only um, details about that particular incident that I've seen are, are posts on Facebook okay and I don't think we should and this is not trying to shy away from that story I don't want to even mention that story. Number one, because if it is true and this did happen, that woman is in a lot of distress at the moment and doesn't, Absolutely. Need, and doesn't need to hear something so distressful being uh, debated on a show. And I'm not, we're not going to debate no, it. And, but that, and that is the only reason. So if you care, if the, whether it's true or not true, if you care about that woman or you know that woman, you shouldn't want that debated and you shouldn't want it. I mean, here's the problem with that particular story. People were actually naming girls that they thought it was on social media. How fucking... Now, it's part of my friend because I'm angry about this. How fucking stupid do you need to be to start naming people that you think were a victim of a sexual assault? Imagine you've seen... And, your, and the alleged victim, victim having to come along and say, oh, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't me. me. Imagine you've seen that in your daughter's name up on Facebook, saying Laura Kennedy was, uh, was sexually... Yeah, it's uh, disgusting. Uh, I agree with you. I and, wholeheartedly agree. Okay, over the last couple of days, uh, I've been monitoring social media um, to see... Uh, how many stories uh, have come up. And here's what I found on Facebook. Okay, first of all, I believe about 5% of things that I see on Facebook. And when you see a post by Joe Bloggs, who lives in Finglas or Ballymun, yeah, that, that's not confirmation to me. Um, I saw four, story, four stories on Facebook about uh, women being stalked in Finglas. I saw three stories about uh, alleged sexual assault in Finglas. I saw two stories of attempted abductions in Finglas. And in fact, one of them, uh, we'll be talking to the girl who sent it. One was posted there the other day. And it says, it's from a fellow called Noel. And he said on Facebook, in fact, I'll give his name because he says it on this. Noel Duffy. He made it public, so we may as well say it on Facebook. And he said, attempted, attempted woman abduction. I don't even know what that means. Attempted woman abduction in Northwood Santry. Three non-nationals. Gardy are at the scene. Now, my, oh, and by the way, four stories of attempted kidnappings. So that's just what I've read on uh, Facebook over mm. the last couple of days. Now, here's the thing. I want to tell you a little story about a friend of mine and their child. And I'll tell you very quickly. A friend of mine has a nine-year-old boy. And on Friday morning, he was uh, leaving for school. And his mother was parked about two blocks away from the school. And the idea was, is that um, he would walk from the school gate over to uh, the car. And as he was walking over to the car from the school, which is in a very safe neighbourhood, a car pulled up with two Somalian men in the car and they tried to grab this eight-year-old child and put him into the back of the car. This happened outside that school. Uh, Two Somalian men pulled up in the car, tried to grab the child, and luckily... His mother was there to stop him from getting into the car. So he could have been taken by two Somalian men. That happened on Friday at 1.30 in the afternoon. Now that's completely false. I just made that up right now. Just made that up off the top of my head. Mm. To prove the point that I could put that up on Facebook right now. I could put that up on our page now. That my friend's son was almost kidnapped by two Somalian men outside of school. And it will be shared thousands of times. 
and you get a flurry of comments, kick them out, kick them out, kick them out, they gotta go, they gotta go, they gotta go. You are all so stupid for believing. I'm not saying that everything on, on Facebook... No, because it's not all no, it's uh, not a, made up. But a lot of it is. And if you were to tell you... And most of you probably would believe that story if I put that up because I just made it up. It is so easy to make up stories. And people believe these stories. And that is the scary thing. Okay, and I want to just set the scene for what's happening in, in Finglas right now. So there was this alleged uh, sexual assault happened uh, on Friday morning. By Saturday afternoon, um, a, a group of women gathered in uh, Finglas Garda Station and uh, held a protest after what happened on Friday, uh, allegedly. This is in the lobby of Finglas Garda Station. So this uh, group of women gathered in the lobby of uh, Finglas Garda Station on uh, Saturday afternoon, demanding action to make Finglas a uh, safer place. Now, local- sorry, by, by the way, sorry for just cutting across because people are now commenting. In, oh God, this just proves it. People are now commenting on our Facebook page saying, "Oh my God, where did this happen about your friend's child being abducted by two Somalians? <laughs> and how did you know they were Somalian?" Okay, this is you, exactly the point that Jeremy's exactly trying to point. prove. It here. was a made-up story, even though I said it was a made-up story. None of you heard that. Of course, I I didn't know they were Somalian because a it didn't happen, and b how could you possibly know they were Somalian? Yet every day on Facebook, people are posting up, "Oh, my 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 sister's granny's aunt." was stalked by by uh, by an asylum seeker who was definitely from the Ukraine. Now, on, how would you possibly you know you the nationality of people? Okay, so anyway, that was uh, early Saturday evening, that uh, protest in uh, Fingless Garda Station. But earlier on Saturday, a uh, journalist from the Irish Times uh, went to an encampment which is near Ashtown on the banks of the uh, Talca River. And uh, she went there to... Uh, well, she's going to tell us the whole story because she happened to come across a group of uh, men hell-bent on attacking the uh, people who were living in this encampment. Uh, the journalist's name is uh, Kitty Holland, and uh, she joins us on the line now. And Kitty, you went to this encampment to report on the homeless crisis. Yeah, yeah, and, and the, I suppose the extent to which people are going to kind of survive that. Um, I didn't know who was going to be there or whether they'd be welcoming or not. I didn't know if they'd be Irish or foreign or what. But anyway, went in. Uh, they were a little bit wary at first, and the, but then they were very kind of welcoming and it turned out that they were six migrant men or mainly EU nationals actually from um, Poland, Hungary, um, Croatia, uh, Portugal, there had been a guy from Scotland, but he'd left, um, um, and a guy from India. And they showed us around and showed us where they were sleeping and the tents where they were storing their stuff. And one of them had made a kind of a, a roof with a tarpaulin sheeting over his area. And then there was another guy working construction who'd made a sort of a bit of a shed for himself where he was storing his stuff and sometimes sleeping. And um, and that and that was going to be the story. Um, so then the photographer took quite a while taking some pictures. And we went back to the rugby club, that was, in, which is up the road a little bit, cool mine rugby club, where we parked to get our cars. And then we were driving back in separate cars back to towards the city towards the city centre, and um, we saw these men arriving um, and walking up towards where the camp was and sort of trying to climb in over the ditch. And I could sort of tell exactly where they were headed um, because 
uh, just the way they were trying to make their way into that side of the of the of the ditch, and they had dogs and baseball bat and some sticks. Um, one of them was wearing a black balaclava, and I suppose the whole thing looked quite menacing. So. I had uh, a feeling where they were headed and um, rang the photographer. He was ringing me at the same time um, because he'd seen them too. And we parked up around the corner and ran back. Um, I heard shouting and commotion from down in the camp area. Uh, There was kind of banging and a lot of of shouting and sort of get out, get out and pack up and leave now and that kind of thing. And uh, I, I'd say they kind of heard me before I arrived in because I was sort of screaming, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop it!" And, um, and by the time we got there, they were in retreat. Um, and and uh, do you believe, Kitty, that it was your presence that uh, disturbed these guys and their attack? Well, I don't know. What, I mean, who? I don't know what their intention was. I don't know if their intention was to go down there and give them all a good fright and only to stay there and shout at them a bit and leave, or whether their intention was to stay longer and do other stuff. But I mean, one person uh, got very badly hit. He said with the baseball bat, and um, the other guy, the Portuguese guy, said he'd been assaulted as well, though didn't um, didn't seem to be injured. Um, but he said he'd been hit. Um, so I don't know what way it would have gone. Um, Maybe they were only planning to go down there, hit them once or twice, and then leave. I ch- I don't know. So okay, but but the the, the end result of this intimidating attack by a group of men with dogs, sticks, and uh, baseball bats was that uh, these uh, migrants who were living in this tented area have now left. Is that right? They yeah, they said they were going to leave, and I I understand from talking to um, Dublin Simon, um, you know, who do the Rough Sleep Outreach team, that they've been engaging with a few of them. That they're now, um, yeah, they're not there anymore. That they've left, and I suppose you can hardly blame them. They don't, they weren't feeling that safe anyway over the last week or so, and that was really convinced them. I think that it was time to go. Now, these uh, individuals that were living in this uh, this camp, um, I know the Irish Times had been there before. Is that right? No, no, we hadn't. Oh, sorry, um, it, was, it, it was just the day before, or th- that that day. Oh, yeah, just that day. Oh, yeah, no, that was day. So there was literally ten minutes between. Because um, I had gone down, to, so myself and the photographer met at the rugby club. He, I travelled in his car down to the camp. We um, we could have walked it in sort of like ten minutes, but we so and we went in together. He parked his car, and then afterwards he drove me back to the rugby club to get my car. And all so right, it so it was just complete fluke that you happened to be there um, yeah. moments before these guys launched their attack on the camp. Yeah, yeah, and in fact, I was planning. I would have left earlier if I wasn't dependent on Dara to get my car because it was really cold and he was taking ages taking photos and I would have said good luck. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, if, if Dara wasn't, if Dara hadn't taken quite a while taking photos, we would have been gone by the time they arrived. So- what did you make of uh, of this uh, attack? Although it wasn't perhaps what it might have been, uh, what do you think is fueling attacks like this? Well, I mean, I, 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 the reason they said they were there was that they said that there was a, there was a, because I said, like, what are you doing? Why are you here? And one of them said, you know, they were involved in assaults, that, you know, that there was an assault in the past week in the area and that they had linked, either they had or someone else had linked these men to that. Um, and that was their motivation for being there. But I suppose the, 
there's a there's an air in the atmosphere at the moment of a very kind of um, anti-migrant, anti-immigrant um, sort of atmosphere that is is growing and has has really I think gone up a tick in the, in the last three months or so. Um, and you know I I don't know if it was a attack based on uh, skepticism of you know the right of foreign nationals to be camping there or the right of anyone to be camping there or or whether they genuinely believed that there was you know that they were the men they were violent and were involved in violence I don't I don't know um, what the uh, one of that, the that. one of the narratives around at the moment is that uh, a lot of people are coming into the country undocumented but what's interesting about this group of uh, men is the va- the vast majority of them are European Union citizens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, all, all but one, um, which is European Union citizens. So, you know, they've as much right to be here and work as, you know, you or I would have in in Poland or Hungary or France or Croatia or Portugal to go and work as well. So, yeah, they'd every right to be here. They were like a lot of the people had kind of fallen on hard times. Things had gone wrong for them in terms of, um, you know, rent and the housing crisis. And they were there, like an awful lot of Irish people, um, in tents and had kind of found a peaceful little enclave down by the River Tonka. Um, but, you know, it wasn't a very nice place to live. It was dirty and muddy and filthy and smelly. And I wouldn't want to be there, but, you know, maybe it's better than sleeping on the streets in Dublin city centre. But, yeah, they were they were just the same as any other homeless person on the streets, really, in terms of their circumstances. Irish Times reporter uh, Kitty Holland, thank you very much indeed for talking to us. No problem. Thanks, Millie Nation. Talk to you again. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Just a moment ago, uh, we were talking uh, to an Irish Times uh, journalist who described to us in uh, detail what happened at an encampment in Ashtown on Saturday afternoon. She, by complete fluke, ended up there on uh, Saturday and essentially uh, interrupted uh, what the guys were planning to do. I want to just bring you some reaction from uh, local TD Ruth Coppinger, who has organised a rally against this sort of uh, thing. Have a listen to what Ruth Coppinger has had to say. Well, the protest at six o'clock at Ashtown is very important for the community and anybody who is concerned about racism to stand out and show their solidarity because the attack on a group of homeless men in Ashtown on Saturday was a sickening low in the spiral of recent racist acts that we've seen that have been stirred up in the main by far-right agitators. We know that Ashtown is a very diverse community. It's a very anti-racist community. And the fact that something like this happened very close by, that these men were physically attacked and scared, it's sending out a message, not just to people who are homeless, but to everybody who's not Irish, who's living in this community. And the far right want to divide people. Okay, so uh, that was Ruth Coppinger speaking about the attacks and the planned uh, protests that she has uh, been involved in organising. Let's take your calls. If you want to get involved in this conversation, our number is 085-825-2626. Let's go to Olivia. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Olivia. Hiya, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Olivia. Well, what did you want to say on this? What's your reaction to what has been happening in Finglas and the reaction to yeah. it? 
Well, you know, you're, you're speaking there to Katie Holland. She is a reporter. They're going to get her point of view. And her point of view is from a reporter. You have a TD there who's going to um, give you her opinion based on, you know, what, what she's looking for from her constituents. And that's Ashtown up in the apartment. It's all mixed. Um, my, my opinion is coming from the heart and from being someone who lives in Finglas. I'm in the community. I have four children of two young girls here with me. Mm-hmm. And we are terrified. I don't okay, what, what are you terrified of? Well, people are saying the scaremongering going on that there's a lot of racism. I don't see it that way. The scaremongering is because they're hearing stories based on them not, not being part of this community and not knowing individuals who have been attacked, raped, who are being bullied, who are being intimidated. And the stuff that you're seeing posted on Facebook, there's no charges yet because of any recent events. That girl um, did a night that was raped. She was savagely beaten. Um, she's part of this community. It is absolutely terrifying, terrifying. All households in the Finglas and wider community. How can people say that, you know, you're being racist and, you know... Okay, well, uh, let me just deal with that uh, that alleged atta- attack. And that's how the Guardian yeah, are describing alleged, it, as, no as an charges. alleged attack. There's no charges, obviously, because it's very recent. And, and no arrests have been made. That's important to note, okay? But, There's no arrests made because they haven't caught them. Okay, I want to ask you two, uh, two questions. One is, yeah. um, do you believe that the uh, person or persons involved in this alleged attack were foreign nationals? And if you do believe that, what is that belief based on? It's based on the victim um, being able to give some sort of information. Um, and it is another attack as well as that. You know, not an attack, it was um, an incident in Cabra. I know the girl personally. Uh, she was followed and kind of heckled on the street and she had to run into the shops and she had to ask someone to drive her home. Um, and that chap... I believe is a foreign national. You believe? Um, you believe? I believe. Well, I mean, I can't, I can't put my finger on it, but this is where the fear is coming from because these but, people. But okay, are my, my, my question is: you, you, okay, you just said you believe it's a foreign national, yeah. and it may well be, yeah. but yeah. The, uh, what I'm hearing here is every single attack or assault or uh, sexual attack, um, whether yeah. it is or not, is being blamed on foreign nationals. Now, I don't well, know if you know much about Finglas, and I'm sure you do. An awful lot of the right. shit that goes on in Finglas is nothing to do with foreign nationals. That, well, that, that would be true as well. But, you know, that's, I, I feel a robber or a drug addict any day. You go up against a racist or somebody who wants to hurt women. You don't stand a chance. Okay, but, uh, yeah. and again, uh, sadly, over the years, there have been many rapes in Finglas, not by yeah. foreign nationals. Right, but this one is. This no, 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 you, uh, this one, hang on, sorry. This one you this believe one is, is. This one you believe yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. You, can, you, can correct, you can correct me on that, and, we, and we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Well, no, but no, no sorry, let me, let me, well, hang on, you have to believe, you, you have to believe in, 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 you know, innocent until proven guilty. You have to believe in a of court course, of law, yeah. and you have you have to believe yeah. that until, no, no charges have been, have been uh, made from what we know. No. We, we don't know uh, where that person hails from, the alleged um, assailant in that. So we know very little at the moment. Now, what Adrian saying, and I have the figures in front of me, every year in Ireland there's approximately 2,000 serious sexual assaults that take place. Right. They're, they're only the ones that are reported, by the way, so you can double that for the amount yeah. that aren't reported. So 
how come there wasn't marches last year, the year before, the year before that? The point that I think Adrian is trying to make is that sexual assaults are the most disgusting crime that you can commit. But this is not a new problem, a new problem to Ireland. And no. I'm sure there have been no. cases of... On any level, on any level, it's a disgrace, you know. On any level, of course it is. But would you, would you, would you take that? happening more frequently, they're more frequent and... You know, as the story goes, you know, and the Chinese whisper, you know, we, we can we can make it out any way, any way we want. But okay, but these, let me ask you another question then. Let me, why, let me ask you another question. So these are the reasons why people are scared. People in the English community are scared. Okay, but let me ask you another question then. Um, yeah. So this alleged assault happened on Friday. Um, right. You believe it was a, a foreign national. Um, a lot of people are talking about, uh, you know, the fear of undocumented migrants living amongst us and all of that. What is right. your reaction to what happened at that encampment on uh, Saturday afternoon? Yes. Um, I think... I think we, we'll, we'll never get the full story of it to begin with. But where I actually live... But is uh, you see, I, I'm prepared to listen to the story as it was told by the only person who was actually yeah. a witness, and that is that journalist, uh, Kitty Holland, that we talked to a couple of minutes ago. And she day, yeah. described men with dogs, sticks and baseball bats attack a Dublin migrant camp. Now, yeah. what is your reaction to that? Yeah. Well, I think that they must have been scared. But, you know, if the men went in there based on their beliefs, that somebody in there had assaulted someone. I don't know what the assault was. I don't really know the details of that. Um, but I will tell you that on any area that would have an encampment, whether it's Finglas or Ashtown or anywhere, the residents who live locally are going to be scared. You know, whether they're from the EU, whether they're Irish. I mean, I've, I've seen the canal decked out with tents over the years and they were lifted and, and they were dumped on the homeless Irish. Um, I've seen a... a what would you call it? I seen a, a report. I don't know if it was Dublin Live or somewhere like that. And he was saying, "We're not scared. We're going nowhere. Like we know we're living here illegally. We're going nowhere. So why is it okay for them to live there illegally? And the Irish homeless have moved on from wherever they are. I mean, they're living in. Okay, but then, uh, but then let me ask you: Do you do you support these guys arriving on Saturday with uh, d- dog sticks and a baseball bat to uh, smash up this camp? I don't know anything about it to be honest with you. I'd have to know that I'd have to know the full story like yourselves, you know. I'd have to know the full story. I don't really know anything about it. But the thing is if the police didn't move them on and the council didn't help them and they're being left sitting there, you know, they were sitting they were sitting ducks, weren't they? But I think the point like, who are they? Who, yeah. who are these men? But I Just think... because they turn around and say, Oh yeah, like I'm from here, I'm from there. Nobody knows who they are. If they're living in the community and that you know they're housed and they're looked after in the community. At least then, you know, they're able to integrate. But the point that Adrian, the point that the point that Adrian is making, you know, the inclusive part is socially. I have to include people. Okay, Olivia, listen to me for a second. Olivia, but this, what this topic is about today, and the, the point that Adrian was yeah. making is that people are now at fever pitch, and a lot of that people are now at the stage. And I know this from seeing on, on social media. People are now at the stage that as soon as they see someone who looks even vaguely foreign, who, who doesn't have red hair and freckles and white skin, um, and you're no, 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 it's not me. Yeah, it's not, no, it's not. Over. Sorry, it's not me. Yeah, sorry, it's not me. My next door are Brazilian. I'm the, you know I mean? Sorry, it's not me. My friend around the corner is Nigerian. It's not people me. don't have that attitude. They do. Here. I've seen people the post. Are on... because of the actual fact that these events have happened in Finglas, 
in Ballymun, in uh, Northwood, in Cabra, and I mean, even the ones in town where Irish people are arrested for them, people are afraid. Of, are afraid. So when you when you when you see okay, well, okay, well, okay yeah, I get them. So when you see refugees, so it doesn't matter if you have red hair or freckles. There's plenty of people being convicted of rape and assault to have red hair and freckles. Like so when you see it. when you see a post on Facebook, you go onto Facebook this evening, yeah, and you see a post yeah. from uh, I don't I get a call Angie, okay, and Angie posts on her Facebook page and she says, "I was walking home from work." tonight and I got followed by two Somalian men who tried to who right. tried to who tried to drag me into the back of their car. When you see that post, what yeah. do you what do you think? I think I think my God, I, I'd like more details. I think my God, the girl must be scared. Where what area was it in? I'd be worried you know, there's, there's so many different levels of worry. When I when I hear of that poor girl in Finglas should I night when I hear of the, I have two little girls, I won't let them walk to school or walk back or go to the shop. People are afraid to let their kids out to play. Okay, stay there for one second, Olivia, if you can, please. Our number is 085-825-2626 if you want to get involved in this conversation. Uh, Rachel, you're on. Opinions matter. How are you, Rachel? How you doing? Um, so far, you're on 21 minutes, and I've wasted 21 minutes of airtime talking about things. You're on about that. That reporter that went into the park thinks because she went in that she stopped something from happening. That is the most ridiculous thing she could say. If them lads were going in there to do something, they would have done it. She wouldn't have stopped them. So what, so why, what, nothing, do, you, what do you think they were up to? Finish, she has nothing to report on. This is a local park where children play. No one should be camping in any kid's park where they have their little bit of freedom. Nobody, no matter what nationality they are. So obviously nothing happened. She's nothing to report on. She's a reporter. It's her job. She's looking to get out there and get her little... But, uh, uh, can I, can I just tell you, hang on for one second, right? No, no Ra- Rachel, wait for a second. There were... Um, uh, threats circulating on social media about this camp in recent days concerning the camp where the men have been living. That's yeah, a fact. Well, okay? well, would, you, would you like it in your local park? See, the thing is with you and Adrian and that reporter and Leo, you all live in a different area where it doesn't oh, happen. Oh, here we go. The, 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 work, the working class chip on your shoulder never no, takes... It is. it is. a working well, class chip on is. your shoulder. So you don't know what... You don't know You don't know what area any of us live in. If you, you think we live in gated communities in Fox Rock. I live in a normal doesn't estate. Happen, doesn't happen to you. Doesn't happen to you. Here, I even say over the south side more now because it doesn't happen to you. Well, let's talk about facts because that's what we're here to talk okay, about. Okay, so what facts what, have, what facts what, have, what facts what have you got? 15, what facts have you got? My 15-year-old daughter was in town on Friday on O'Connell Street in broad daylight and there was a foreign national waving a knife around the place attacking girls verbally and waving a knife at them. The girls are all terrified. My 15-year-old, I had to have a conversation with her last night on what to do to protect herself if she is attacked. I shouldn't have to have that conversation with my 15-year-old. I've got a 26-year-old and a 30-year-old. I never have to have that conversation. And here's another fact. Why is the government letting all these nationals in to camp in parks when we can't look after them? Why let them in? And why loads of men from everywhere? Meant to be Ukrainians where we opened up, we let okay, them in. Uh, uh, okay, let's but just... Hang on. Ukrainians. Okay, but let's talk about facts then. Okay, you want yeah, to talk about facts? Okay, let's talk about the facts. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Relax there, relax. Nothing to report. Between six and eight men were in this camp. They were Polish, Croatian. Yeah, you're bringing it back to the camp. Let's not talk about the camp. Let's no, 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 no. Let's, let's talk about the camp. Let's talk. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on for one second. Let us talk about I have only your word to take for that story. Well, it's, well, 
No, it, it, I'm, I've allowed you to tell your listen, story. Listen, Adrian, I didn't post anything about that. I didn't report that. I've done nothing about that. I just told my child what to do to protect herself. So I'm not one of these ones that goes on Facebook and is looking for everything. I'm a grandmother. I'm a mother. I'm an intelligent, working woman. I know what I see, what I hear, what I know is what I'll go by. And there's fear in the community, and there's right to be fair. Because the government is letting all these men okay, in. Uh, uh, again, again I, wa- I want to go back, because you attack this journalist uh, for wh- what she's seen and what she's written. Um, well, she what, saw you know, she saw men it. with dogs, sticks, and a baseball bat attack the migrant camp. Now, Listen, uh, I see people with dogs and sticks all the time going around being looking cabaret. Doesn't mean they're attacking people. So they're in a park with their dogs. What she's saying is absolutely ridiculous, what she's saying. She, she thinks that she actually stopped them from doing something. No, she didn't say she stopped them. She didn't say she stopped them. I asked that question whether she thought she did. Yeah, you asked it, which is a ridiculous thing to ask. Because if they're going to do something, they do it. She's not going to stop them. Come on. They weren't going there to do it. They're going there because their kids are meant to play in that park. They're meant to, the wives are meant to be able to walk in that park. Okay, so, so, so but, it's, but it's up to them. It's up to, it's up to them to go and sort it out. Then is it? So what do the guards do? The guards got paid millions for overtime, and where are they? I drove around Finglas last night because I've got a fourteen. My fifteen-year-old is a fourteen-year-old friend that lives two minutes away from the alleged what you keep pointing out rape which the Sunday world put it in their paper so, so it was that important for no, them to report No, no, no. They, uh, the Sunday, Sunday world, world, hang on for one second, the Sunday world also yeah. said alleged. They didn't state yeah, this I know, fact. Yeah, I know it is. I know you keep saying that word, but listen, we all know what happened, so that's just it. But, and I dropped... Okay, the, 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 the question that the question I want to ask you, the question that I want to ask you is: this fear uh, that is in the community that you describe uh, so well, this fear is leading, is it not, to attacks like happened in Ashtown on Saturday? I'm going to answer the question you asked me before you didn't let me answer it first, and then I'll answer that one. There's no police around. I drove around for an hour last night because I'm the concerned parent that dropped the 14-year-old because I'm not having a walk in the streets anymore. And this is what we're like now. The fear is unreal in all women. You got men. It's different when you've got women. It's different when you've got daughters. You do not want them hurt. Okay, well, so but again, no, the question... I drove around... Let me finish, please. I drove around for an hour in Finglas last night. I didn't see one patrol car. I didn't see any coppers walking the street. There's nothing happening. Okay, and, uh, okay. On that, on that, I'm uh, not going to argue with you because I had cause to uh, hang on. Uh, yeah, but I had cause to ring Finglas Garda Station the other night, and I rang four times and it wasn't even answered. So um, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And Finglas Garda Station doing nothing. I was stopped by a car a couple of weeks ago by two men, and they abused me, told me they were policemen, wouldn't show me ID. And I'm a grown woman. My 15 year old was in the back, but they didn't know because the, the, the windows are blocked out. When I went to Finglas Garda Station, they didn't even care what I was saying to them. They just gave me the ombudsman number to ring in case they are real policemen. And that's it. Sure, I don't know. If they didn't see my child in the back, what was going to happen to me? Mm. Okay, stay, 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 there, stay there for one second, uh, Rachel. Uh, I want to bring in Darren. You're on Opinions Matter, Darren. How are you? How are you, Adrian? And what do you want to say on this, Darren? I just want to ask that lady a question. Off you go. Why wasn't she this passionate about trying to get all the tubs to stop doing what they're doing in the signature area over the last few years? Why was she asked why to stop that? 
because it hasn't been happening for years on end. That's why. Oh, my God. Like, ask me a good question, will you, please? It's been... It's that been, is a good question. No. You just can't listen answer it. You don't have an answer to it. Listen to me. I'm passionate about anything that involves my kids' safety. So, if you have you got children for service? No, you don't understand passion. Sorry, oh, next no. question. We're talking yeah, about this topic. We're, we're talking about now. We're not talking about the last 10 years in Ireland. We're talking about when the English rock is debated. We're talking about now. That's the topic. So stay on the topic and talk about that. Let's not waste their time. Yeah. Okay, well, well, well Darren, Darren, let me ask you then. Can you understand why there is fear in the community in Finglas? I can understand, yeah, but all these alleged attacks are all bullshit. Oh my god, you're bullshit, Darren. Like you don't have, you don't, you can't say for definite if that happens. I don't give a shit if you know Holly down the road. Holly down the road will be and shite. Darren, do you know that it didn't happen? Because you can't say what? it didn't happen either. So, so, you can't so say it did. You can't know. say it did. I'm going by what I know. I'm going by. I'm not you don't know, that's the problem, you don't know. Here, Darren, listen to me a little twat. I haven't mentioned one thing about what's being reported on Facebook. I'm talking about what I have experienced, all right? So, so that's the difference here. I'm talking about facts. So, so like, if you're not talking oh, about something like intelligence, and if you haven't got a good question, hang the phone up, please, because you're wasting your time. No, you, just can't answer. you just can't answer. Don't have kids. Go to the door and then come back to me in 10 years' time and let me know how you feel, yeah? When she's second, like, coming oh, home. Dude. With the fear in that. With the fear in that because our friends, friends were, were all, like, abused by non-nationals. This is what's happening. A few weeks ago, there was another non-national on O'Connor Street, broad daylight, naked. No, but Ray, Rachel, 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 if you can just calm it down. No, if you can just calm it down for a second, okay? I think the point that Darren is making. No, 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 just... Okay, the, the, yeah, but just opinions matter, and his opinion matters as much as yours. No, but Rachel, but Rachel, the point he's trying to make, and he's probably making it not the best way, but the point he's trying to make... No, no. no but just listen to me. The point I think he's trying to make is that Finglas was never the safest the safest uh, place to live in. And I mean, if you look at any news stories from Finglas over the last 10 years, you will see, you know, gangland shootings, drug deals gone wrong. You will see all that sort of stuff. And I think the point... Yeah, I agree. You know, so I think the point he's trying to make is... Why wasn't there marches ten years ago? Uh, why isn't it, what before those asylum seekers even came here in the last year? Why weren't you marching on you know known drug dealers in the Finglas area that were recruiting your children? I'm not talking about your children, by the way. I'm talking about children well, in the area. Yeah, that's not the topic. No, 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 but no, but it is. If if, we, if you're all about protecting your women and protecting your, I mean, the rapes have occurred in Fingus uh, at the hands of uh, Irish uh, men for for years, as they have in in many but, other estates. So if you're but all, that, but that's not what we're not talking about. That though, we're talking we about have, no, but we are. We're, no, but no, but your your whole mantra here, uh, your whole raise on debt is to protect, and you're dead right. Every parent should want to protect your children. Your whole thing is to protect your children yeah. and to protect yourself. And the point I think Darren was making is, why didn't you do this before? Why aren't you trying to protect yourself from the Irish? There's as many Irish scumbags, uh, by the way, in, in Dublin. I'm not just talking about Fingers, by the way, in Dublin, as there are foreign nationals. I mean, there's a video doing the rounds at the moment of a scrap that happened on O'Connell Street. Um, the other no, it wasn't. It was at the Gaiety Theatre, the uh, besides Stephen's Green Shopping Centre. And it was all posh Irish lads, absolutely. Chicken lumps out of each other. Chicken lumps. Now, I would see them as a danger uh, as well, you know. Listen, Dublin has gone so bad in the last year. It's absolutely disgusting. And it's Irish people as well as foreign nationals. 
off, the whole point of this topic is, because let's not go off the topic, why is there government, there's no reason for them to be letting all these males, non-nationals in, to sleep in parks. The whole sorry, sorry, can, can I, again, again, I'm going to, stre- I'm going to st- stress, uh, Rachel, the, the men, all bar one, that were in that encampment um, uh, along the Talca River up in Ashtown, they were all European Union citizens. It doesn't matter. Why are they in tents in their parks and their local the, parks? Uh, uh, there is entitled... There is entitled or otherwise to sleep in a tent. Their, their nationality is irrelevant because they're all legally here. Yeah, but yeah, but the point is. The point is, you you can go to you can go to Poland tomorrow and sleep in a tent if you want to. Yeah, but I wouldn't. That's the thing. No, of course you wouldn't. Right. No, no, no more than I would. So I wouldn't do it. And a government, the, the, the place is already in a state. Ireland is falling apart and they're making it worse. And if we don't stand up and use our voices, well, then what would we do? Just let it all happen? No, but we... Just let our kids be raped. Let our kids be attacked in the daytime on O'Connell Street. There wasn't one guard around on Friday. This is Friday at three o'clock so in the day. Do you genuinely... Did, Rachel, do you genuinely believe... Uh, sorry, to cut across you. Sorry, what was three o'clock in the day? Where my 15-year-old was with his friend, the 14. Sorry, and there was sorry, a my apologies. non national abusing women verbally and waving a knife. My okay. 15-year-old was terrified. Okay, stay... So, uh, so I, I had that conversation how to protect myself and what to do with anyone but, but, but I assume you'd have that conversation okay. with your kids anyway, regardless of the... I mean, I teach my kids that there are scumbags out there regardless of... Uh, of nationality. I mean, a scumbag is... A, when I see a scumbag brandishing a knife, that's a scumbag. I don't judge on um, what nationality they are. A scumbag is a scumbag. A rapist is a rapist. A rapist is a rapist regardless of what colour their, their skin is. You know what I mean? So we should be teaching our, our children about that. My, my, my... I, I, I absolutely agree with you, right? But when there has been a younger rape by foreign nationals, allegedly, all right, Obviously, the fear is going to be there in kids. So if my kid is fearing being raped, and I have to have the conversation with more because we don't know the truth, because they're not telling us the truth. We should be warned. We should be told. Okay. So then uh, not all these stories I've made up, but there's nothing being said. Okay. No, no, I, 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 I understand the point you're but making. You've actually brought up an interesting point, and I want to address it because a lot of people are commenting uh, about this, and I think it's important to address it. Uh, and I know it's obsessing you that we're using when, when to when talking about that alleged sexual assault that we're using the word alleged. And let me explain. Well, mind you using it. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, but some, yeah, but some people are getting very upset about it. And I want to explain uh, to people the position that we're in as a media organisation, OK? Uh, I, I, I get it. No, I, I, think, know, I, I know, know you. I know you do. I know you do. I know, I know you do. And it's no disrespect uh, to any victim of any sexual crime in the eyes of the law. We don't make up these stories, OK? Or we don't make up the laws. In the eyes of the law, before something goes to court and before a verdict is is established. Like with the Belfast uh, rape trial that happened uh, three years ago. Before someone is convicted in a court of law, the media have responsibility to say that any crime is alleged, okay? If you don't say that, you could end up collapsing a trial and it has happened in the past. Now, I'm sure none of you would want to see a trial, if it actually even goes to trial, being thrown out of court because the media were saying, oh, it definitely happened. You can't say something has definitely happened until a book of evidence is at least served uh, before a court of law. Now, I, I get that you understand that, Rachel, but, but I, an awful lot of people I don't. don't. I totally get that. At the same time, right, when we hear things like this and when, like, 
you know what's true when you, you know what's not true. Like when you're intelligent, you know the truth. I know, but in the same way, yeah, but in the but same way, Rachel, Rachel, in the same way, I could say now, uh, Rachel, I heard, I heard from uh, a neighbour that lives down the road from you that you. Your stories, no. you're mixing people up when you do it. So yeah. don't even like. Yeah, no, no, but the point, no, the point I'm trying to make is, I could say, Rachel, someone just messaged in the show right now saying that they know you from Fingus and that you uh, poured boiling water over your dog you're one day. No, no. No, 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 but, but that's the no, Rachel. That's the point. You, you can't. Minutes, oh, okay. For the first twenty-two minutes, you talked about the reporter going into the park. She reported on nothing. She saw nothing. So there's no story there. That's what, what she's saying is all alleged as well. But when we hear stories of a woman being raped by a couple of foreign nationals, you've got to have compassion for the women and the children in the area. Okay, but we, uh, we, have, we have gone above and beyond in, in letting uh, people like yourself, Rachel, air your view. And it is clear that there is and fear. I appreciate it. It is clear yeah, that I, there I, is I fear. And, and, uh, the, and the point of this podcast is no other media organisation is, is covering this story in the way in which we are here on Opinions Matter. Let me just, um, let me just stay there for one second. I'll be now. I just repeat before I, because I'm going to leave on that little, I need to go get the shopping. But can I just repeat, I don't go through Facebook. I don't follow uh, all the scaremongering. I'm not that type of person that will feed Okay, but well, let me just, I, uh, I before you... Back. Before you go into Lidl, I, I want to just play this message for you that I've been asked to play. Hang on. That woman is just basically anti-immigration and she's racist. She's just not saying it, but she is. Uh, no, I can't come on. I'm busy at work here. Okay, what do you want to say to that? You're anti-immigration and racist. You won't admit it, but that's what you are. Give over. Sure, my son's to go into a different part of the world and he's over there walking and doing great. So listen, I've no problem with anyone coming into Ireland. If they're going to work, if they're going to participate and be part of the community... But when they start living in parks and when the children are living in fear and then when there's like men waving knives at my 15-year-old, like, come on, I'm going to live in fear. I'm going to just speak the truth. And it's the truth. If people want to label me racist because I'm speaking the truth, well, then what can I do? All right, Rachel, I'm not going to stay quiet. Rachel, enjoy your shopping. Thanks for talking to us. Okay, thanks so much, Bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye. Let me bring in uh, this WhatsApp voice note from uh, Keith. Lads, I, I hear what you're saying there, right? You still want these uh, refugees looking bad in any way whatsoever, right? Can you explain to the people on air about the man in the provision centre threatening them two women, threatening that he'd kill them and their kids because they hadn't got money or a cigarette for them? Now, you're trying to tell me that's one bad apple out of how many thousand into the country? People are in genuine fear, right? And it's not because there's so many people going around spreading words on Facebook and this and that and all. We've seen the fucking videos that came out of fucking Europe. We're looking at places like France that has no-go areas. You just call places like Job's out no-go areas. You just think these lads got a foothold in this fucking country. That's going to be it. It's going to be a no-go area. That's exactly what it's going to be. Nobody be able to go fucking anywhere. Right? I have a young daughter. I have a niece. And at the ages of 12 and 13... Right, these lads coming from wherever, like, no documents, no nothing, they can up and disappear. He's a missing the fucking reality of it. They'd be up and disappear and nobody know fucking nothing. And we'd be left with whatever fucking happens. God forbid that, I don't know, it does ever happen. But this is the time to act. This is the time to do it. Nobody wants to round up the ones who's already here, the, the refugees who's been here over the years. When you add men between the age of 24 and 40, right, that's army age. So do the math on that one. Army age. No younger, no older. 
voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Curtis, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Curtis? How's it going? Uh, Good, thanks. What did you want to say on this story? Uh, I just want to start off with we have 11,632 people homeless in Ireland. And this study was taken on December of the 22nd. That's correct. We have 5,356 of these people are on the streets of Dublin. And this was uh, confirmed by the Housing Minister, Dara O'Brien. He acknowledged that the number of homeless people was increasing and said that Ireland is in a challenging position. This is on the 28th of October, 2022. The nationalities of the adults recorded in 2021 shows that 62% of the homeless adults were Irish. 21% were European economic area or UK and 17 were outside from the rest of the world. But also, as we said, we're in a challenging position with the homeless people. We have now set a new world record for the number of new asylum seekers in 2022 for Ireland. We set a new record for the amount of asylum seekers that we've let in. We've let in 13,309 people from around the world in the last year. In the past, right, so 13,319 sounds a lot more than 11,642, correct? Uh, yes. So how can we allow 14,000 people from around the world to seek asylum here in Ireland when we have 11,000 people homeless, with 62% of them being Irish? Okay, here's the thing. Ireland as a nation has signed certain conventions that we have to take in uh, asylum seekers and listen to their case. And if their case is rejected, then they're eventually thrown out of the country. That's what we have to do, along with uh, all the other countries in the European Union doesn't seem correctly because last year deportation took place. There was more than 2,000 ordered and issued but only 298 were actually enforced with the 2,000 people that were ordered that were supposed to be deported back to their country according to crimes and this was done in 2008 to study for an Irish examiner. Okay. So today, uh, and, 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 I'm, I'm not going to argue any of that uh, the, the points that you're making because I happen to think that our, that our asylum system in Ireland is very very broken and needs to be fixed yeah. urgently and needs to be and needs to be sped up. I just want to touch on about the rapes. We can understand that rape has always been a thing and it always will be. Unfortunately. But the number of rapes being reported from the guy that continues to increase. Statistics from the first half of 2022 shows that it has increased by 23%. And even from then, it has increased also another 11% from 2009. So from 2009 on to 2022, it increased 11%. And then from 2021, it has now increased 23% from the first half of 2022. My, my point about this was, Curtis, from what mm-hmm. I... And the, yeah, the, the figures you're giving out, yeah, I gave a figures at the start of this show as well and said that last, sorry, in 2021, um, about the, the what was it, 2000 or something recorded sex, serious sexual assaults. And my point was, is that I feel that sexual assault is, is a, it's the most disgusting act that someone can, can do. It really is. It's absolutely, it's, it makes my skin crawl. But I think there are certain individuals, not everybody, but certain individuals are using it as a scare tactic to turn people against um, against asylum seekers. Would you or would you not agree with that? Now, maybe there is some sort of uh, conflict going on there. But I can't say anything because I'm definitely not a racist person. No, but no, by the way, sorry. Before. By the way, that word has not been used one, well, once by no, my no, message. No, that word has... I'm eliminating the excuse to say it's good news because... 
Like, I don't want you to have any sort of idea or no, any, uh, well, I, what, I, what I'm hearing from you, Curtis, is... Um, okay, hang on. From your statistics, which you've uh, regurgitated for us, I'm hearing from you exactly what I believe. And what I believe is that our asylum system is badly broken and needs to be rapidly sped up so that if somebody's asylum is not granted, they are deported immediately. It's not happening, it's not fast enough, and I agree with you on all of that. But do you also agree that there has been an increase in crime and a lot of people have have these suspicions that a lot of these people are unvetted migrants that actually uh, have... uh, That is the suspicion that some people have, but there is absolutely no foundation in fact to back that up. Yeah, I just want to give fact this is on uh, Sweden, so about 58% of men convicted in Sweden of rape... We're not in Sweden. We're not in Sweden. And and until until we have uh, statistics uh, that have been released from Sweden in the same way here in Ireland, then this is all uh, conjecture it's all speculation it's all a, a belief yeah. and that's the point that I'm trying so to make so the figures you're talking about are in 2021 it was found that 59.2% uh, of those people convicted uh, were born outside of Sweden that is a shocking figure yeah. that is yeah. that, that, that yeah. would the one I just want to confirm I just want to hear that people can hear but listen I think everybody is on this I'm a, I'm a father of two young girls as well who will be growing up in, in this new Ireland and I think everybody when it comes down to it, is on the same hymn sheet we all want a safe Ireland for our children do we that's, not all, that's what we all, that's what all we all, people are welcome all nationalities are welcome but we the, just need people to be bad we need to make sure these people are not criminals but, 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 Curtis, but, but Curtis with the greatest respect you're going out around Dublin at the weekend you're not vetted I'm not vetted Adrian's not vetted um, well, you, you, that's you, that's you, that's you, born and raised yeah, but that doesn't, doesn't mean you're less likely to rape Jesus well, no criminal record like, I just have to ask the question no but hang on Curtis what could what country, hang on, Curtis, what country was Larry Murphy uh, born in? He was born, Larry Murphy is an exemption. No, but, no, what country was he born in? How many Larry Murphys? Is that? Name, name a couple more Larry Murphys. He's your only example. Well, but I don't know. Well, no, because, no, no, hang on, Curtis. Most, most uh, rape cases, uh, people are named in to protect uh, the victim in the yeah. case. That just happens to be... No, but you seem to be pushing out this, this, this thing that... Ra- that, ra- that, ra- that ra- no, hang on, the rape... Did, you seem to be pushing this, that rape didn't happen in Ireland before uh, foreign nationals came in, and that's just not true. And again, Curtis, with your statistics from Sweden, when we have similar statistics in Ireland... Then we'll talk about Ireland. Yeah, but Curtis, but we don't. Curtis, no, but Curtis would argue that it'd be too late. Then. No, no, yeah, that is speculation that that no. may happen. Very quickly, Curtis, because we're nearly out of time. Do, who is going to do this statistics? Obviously, asking, we're asking the people. We need more. Like, why aren't the politicians speaking to us? Why is nobody answering us? And what answers are you looking for? We need somebody to do a study on this. Also, how many people are actually convicted felons? And people of sexual assault were from foreign nationals. Which okay, no, that's a fair, right, that's a reasonable question, and I don't know why uh, they, they, those answers aren't being provided. But as well, but as, as Jeremy said, um, the identity of uh, an awful lot of rapists is uh, concealed in order to protect the identity of the uh, victim. That's the way it's been in this country for many years, so maybe we will never get those sorts of statistics. But as well, when you go out, when any woman goes out in town uh, on a weekend night, yeah, and she's in a club situation or a pub situation, the chances are, and this is sad, and it's actually scary, the chances are that she is in a venue with several men who have uh, committed rape. Maybe never found guilty of it, but have committed rape, yeah? There are rapists everywhere, 
because it's it's a very sadly a very common crime and you can't vet against rape okay a rapist doesn't become a rapist until they commit the rape yeah so you know most of the men living in your community are not vetted either how do you vet someone how do you sit down someone sit down and interview someone and say okay you can only come into ireland if you promise not to sexually assault any of our women that's that's not practical. As regards the undocumented thing, I understand the concerns about uh, the amount of undocumented uh, migrants in this country. Uh, it is estimated over 3,000 uh, came into the country uh, last year, arrived into Ireland without uh, documentation. In other words, they had no passport by the time they uh, got here. And I understand how that is a, a great concern uh, to everybody, to be honest with you. Let me have a listen to this from Adrian, Jeremy, the unfortunate thing is the government went about this the complete and utter wrong way, okay? They just let everybody in, all right? No matter what, they just let them all in. No guard of it, no nothing whatsoever, okay? And that all should have been done. They just came in from every different type of country, okay? They're not listening to us, the government. They just don't care, all right? If if I'm getting a lodger into my home, okay, he has to be vetted. We have to know all about him. They're just coming in, okay? We don't know anything about them, and everyone's just worried all right and they're fearing and that's just the way it is the government are going about the wrong way and that's the problem they're just ignorant to what we feel cheers lads all right neil thanks very much indeed i just said a second ago uh, i understand the concern that many people have yeah. about the amount of people who are in ireland who have arrived into the state seeking asylum without a passport to their name i do get that you know it's very sad we're going to speak to a woman samantha in a moment who's given dogs abuse on her on her page for voice and her opinion you know what's really, really sad, and I think we can all agree on this, that no matter what side uh, you're on, and people go on, oh, Adrian and Jeremy, they're pro-immigration, pro-immigration, even though you've just said that you believe it's seriously uh, flawed. I believe that too, and I believe we all want the same thing. We all want a safe Ireland uh, for our kids to grow up in. But it's really, really sad to see Ireland divided at the moment. I mean, Absolutely, you've, I agree. You have protests taking place this week that are anti-fascist protests. You have protests taking place this week that are the out-out-out brigade. That's what I, I won't call them fascist. I call them the out-out-out brigade. Get them all out. I saw a woman commenting on her page earlier. They should be terminated like ants. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, and I'm just sad. I'm sad for all of us that the country is now split down the The country has now been ripped apart in the way in which the United States was, and we all looked and laughed at it. We are literally a... Repeating history. We're a melting pot here now at the moment. We really are. Let me squeeze in uh, Samantha's call, because, Samantha, uh, you were getting dog's abuse on our Facebook page, I believe. Yeah, lads. How are you doing today? Not about it, thank you. Go on, what did you want to say? I got comments there, but it was just about scaremongering that's going on on social media. And like this to worry that something terrible is going to happen. And then if it does need to go to court because of what people are saying on social media, it won't stand up in court for these people that are being raped or are being sexually assaulted. You know, so. And I I, I totally agree. And this is what we've been at pains to try and explain to everybody here uh, that, you know, this alleged assault, for example, in uh, Finglas is just that, alleged. But then people, as Jeremy mentioned earlier on, have uh, decided to publish the name of the alleged victim. Uh, and then a- another alleged victim comes along and says, no, that wasn't me. You know, um, it's The same thing happened four years ago. Trial by social media yeah. is what it's the called. The same thing happened with the Anna Creasel case. 
uh, when people yeah. were people were naming boy A and boy B, even though the legal experts, who you should listen to, by the way, don't listen to Deco in Ballymoney as a Facebook account, okay? The legal experts were saying, don't name boy A or boy B because you could collapse the trial. And no, nope. straight onto Facebook. Now I know his name, I know his name, I know his name. Those people all ended up in court and the trial could have collapsed. Nobody wants, nobody wants a sexual assault trial to collapse because of social media. And that's what can happen. And that's exactly what I'm trying to say here. Like people are putting up different things every day and some of them are so silly. It's just, it's it's painful to watch. Mm. Like there's a picture going up this morning of a fella standing at bus stop. His hand is on his face because he's probably so embarrassed that somebody's taking a picture of him. Yeah, I saw that photograph. And then they're yeah. saying he's a non-national or whatever he is. How do they know? Yeah, did they stop these people and ask to see their their, their, their credentials? Like, no, I, I didn't. I didn't see that post. Describe that to me. Describe that post. It's a photograph taken from a car. Now, again, I'm not saying whether yeah. it's whether it's true or not. It's not for me to say I wasn't there. But it's a photograph taken from a car. Uh, like like if I was in the passenger seat of a car taking a photograph of a guy standing in a high vis jacket at a bus stop. Now he's just standing at a bus stop, and the post on Facebook is making all sorts of allegations that she what that he followed her around and stalked her and all this sort of stuff, wasn't it? I don't know what it was, but it was just ridiculous. It's just one thing after the other. And that's what I'm worried about. My concerns are about people that actually have to turn up in court and have to go there for the real reasons, you know? My my, 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 my fear, Samantha, is that the wrong person is going to get beaten up. Because say, for instance, that, that fella standing at the bus stop, if he's completely innocent... Uh, of all allegations about it, he'll get the shit kicked out of him over. Well, no, I'm glad you said that because I I'm pretty scared about stuff like that too. My son has dark skin. Thank God he's gone out of the country today. He's gone to live another life. But he could be standing at bus stop somewhere. Somebody could say, "Oh, look at him. He's dark skin. He's after being up to something." You just don't know what's going to turn around, and it, it's going to get worse before it gets better if people keep continuing. Do, do you believe? Uh, where are you as regards? Uh, we, we we were talking about the fear that uh, is in Finglas at the moment. We heard about the protest on Saturday in the Garda station. Do you understand that fear, or do you believe that that fear is being whipped up? I think there's a fear in Finglas well before all this happened. There was a fear of the drug dealers. There was fear of rapists over there. But it's going to add to it, obviously. Do you know? And I do understand the concerns of women about their children, the whole lot. I have a daughter too, and I have concerns. But we can't just go out there and point a finger at people and say, oh, well, you're different looking. You don't live in this country, so you've obviously done something wrong. We have to know exactly what this these people are doing before we make accusations against them. Good to talk to you, Samantha. Thanks very much indeed. Let me squeeze in a couple more voice notes before we wrap this up. This is Shannon. Adrian, this is for the culture that got on and said uh, we're anti-immigration. I'm here and work with about 10 people from different countries. We all get along great and nothing. There's no racism at all in this job. But they are coming in, they're getting put into Fingless and Ballymun and the likes of all them areas because we're known to be ran down. That is not the case. We still have kids here. Like, I'm a girl. I have to order rape whistles. I'm afraid to walk around. They are terrorising people. They're chasing people. They're running after people. These aren't alleged. There's videos going around. All right, and let me bring in Brian. Hello there, Adrian, Jeremy. Um... I know you're saying we're not in Sweden, but I tell you, you'd have to be blind to not see what's happened all over Europe for the last 10, 15 years. You know, and we need to be learning from these countries. Crime and like rapes, murders gone through the roof in every single one of them. And Sweden are the last country to say they can't cope anymore. And that's for letting people through the airport without passports is just insane. They're not holding them. They're arriving at the airport with no documentation because they have ripped them up and just let them out in the streets of Ireland. 
that is crazy in any fucking planet. You know what I mean? I'm not going to argue that point, Brian. It's, I it's, have to say, I, I, I can't get my head, head around how... Uh, we cater for people who arrive into this state with no passport, no documentation, uh, without a good enough excuse. The whole thing is one big, pardon my French, clusterfuck. <laughs> no, but that, no, but that's, that's what it is. Everything that's happened here. And to see people fighting against each other, marching out against each other, arguing with each other like they have on this show for the, for the last year. I just want to say that before we wrap up this podcast, because undoubtedly people will say, oh, you only gave one side of the story. If you believe that, you weren't listening to the same topic. No, because we had all those callers on. Yes. Uh, if anything... Olivia, Rachel, yep. Kira, 80, Curtis... 80% uh, of the calls were agreeing with the protests and the get them out, get them out, get them out. So you can't say, if anything, the topic was balanced... In, in the, the opposite, opposite direction, yeah. And for those of you who are going to claim as well, oh, Adrian, pro-immigration, pro... Someone said last night, someone sent us a message last night, we're in the government's paychecks. <laughs> Can I just explain something to you <laughs> oh, before you Don't we... bother, don't bother. No, but we work for ourselves. Yeah. We, the, own... we are self-employed. This Opinions Matter podcast... is run by a company that we own. Yes. Well, I own. Adrian is kind of a shareholder. Kind of... <laughs> you believe that, don't you? So you are. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, that's it from us on this latest Opinions Matter podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you uh, want to share it onto your own social media platforms and let others know that we do this podcast every single day from our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock. Thank you for listening. Hit subscribe or follow. Click the little bell icon on Spotify and we will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Opinions Matter. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.